how's everyone doing hope everyone's staying safe it's been a while because i've been trying to record a new episode with someone else but there's been some technical difficulties so i saw something quite interesting it came from a conversation i've been having with my friends so i thought i'd just do a little news brief on that now this episode is kind of focusing on you know the topic of racial interaction and what that should look like obviously that's very much back in the spotlight in terms of you know this strange year we're having and i was thinking about the kind of left orthodoxy that the you know the phrase i don't see color is a bad thing or somehow problematic you know we see that all the time you know well not all the time because a lot of people don't see that anymore because of you know how it's viewed now but i think part of what I wanted my podcast to be about is to, you know, unravel these kind of, you know, orthodoxies and see if they do have any merit or if, you know, there is some sort of reactionary reaction to them in the same way, in a sense that, you know, they're being viewed as instinctively, whoa, what do you mean by that? When actually, when you actually peel back the layers, they do have some merit to them. And people saying, I don't see colour is one of those things where, you know, it's universally thought of now as a problematic thing to say because people will say you know i do i want you to see color and acknowledge our differences whatever that means they never really say what that means but i do think not seeing color is actually a good thing in the sense that when they talk about acknowledging differences no one wants to walk around with a kind of hyper sensualized sense of self and identity that i am distinctly different from these people and i think when you look at any other different you know differences that we have as human beings it wouldn't really make any sense if we walk around being you know super sensitive and super aware of these differences we'd be just very strange and i think i guess some of this is a semantic you know play on words and saying i don't see color and of course literally you can physically see that someone looks different from you but if you're a guy for example i guess you can you know it will be accurate for you to say you know i don't see gender or sex because really what we want in a more harmonious utopian society is for everyone to be thought of as an individual not thought of as a woman just because you know you have a vagina so we're going to think of you as a woman or you're black we're going to think of you as black and whatever we think that entails but you know everyone is an individual and there's no reason why you should if any case if you're admitting to seeing color then you're already you know being prejudicial because you're ascribing whatever notions you have of those class of people and ascribing it onto that one person you just met whereas you know they might totally not fit those parameters or even if they do you shouldn't ascribe that to them or view them you know as that being their identity their identity to you should be what they define it as you know based on the conversations you have with them based on you know how the interaction goes etc etc but you you know being hyper you know focused on you know the color of their skin is a bit of a strange thing it'll be a bit like you know People walking around with, you know, I'm Christian. Everyone has to know I'm Christian. I want you to see my religion and understand it and appreciate it. Whereas, you know, really and truly, what's the relevance of that in day-to-day interaction? You know, if I'm doing, you know, a business transaction with someone that's a Christian, what's that got to do with anything? So I'm walking past someone or, you know, just talking to someone, you know, what's the fact that they're Christian? What's that got to do with anything? You know, why should I have to even think of that or focus on it? What should matter is, you know, how the interaction goes, what we talk about, etc., etc., so when people actually do say, I don't see colour, 
I do think that does tend to come from most of the time a sincere place in the sense that, you know, to them it doesn't even occur to them and rightly so. We don't want a situation where white people are looking at us thinking, oh my God, that's a black person. You know, I have to be super sensitive and watch what I say and etc, etc. You know, why should they? Of course, we want general things in respecting our personal space, maybe not touching our hair or, you know, comparing our skin, saying, but then if they compare skin colours to us, saying we're as dark as you, that would be literally them seeing colours. So I guess that's not part of it. And I do think also when we recognise that humans are extremely complex and it's very easy for us to become divisive, to become, you know, to start to otherize people based on, you know, the infinite number of differences we have. You know, disabled people, black people or, you know, transgender people, gay people, you know, we've have we've had these differences and otherize these people, you know, for generations. You know, the struggle for, you know, LGBT rights still continues to this day, you know. Sixty years ago, it wasn't legal. You know, they couldn't get married until a few years ago. So, you always have that. You know, potential for conflict when you are hyper focused on someone's identity or a part of their identity, which really has nothing to do with you. I mean, now that we have, you know, the fact that um, LGBT people can get married the same way as you know heterosexual people, it would be weird for someone to make the argument that they shouldn't because it's kind of like why is that so you know why are you so focused on on that anyway like why should it matter to you who's you know getting a marriage certificate from the states if they're two men or two women or two whatever what, what does that even matter but again it's because of that fixation with identity and you know why are they so different why do they look you know different from us and i think when you think about times in our development where we're actually ambivalent to color that's really the time where when, when we're at our most harmonious children they're the number one example of people that don't even see color if you look at you know two children playing you know one two three four five year olds it doesn't even occur to them that the person they're playing with isn't exactly the same as them you know skin color wise of course exactly the fallacy of it is that even when you do see color no one no two black people are exactly the same so it's a bit ridiculous for you to even focus on their color anyway because what does that matter there are way more tangible differences between people than you know the color of their skin which is completely random you can have you know a british person that's black and a british person that's european you know white white european you know maybe their parents come from germany or something or someone that came from nigeria they're both exactly british but somehow the skin color you know even though they grew up in the same place they have far more in common in terms of you know growing up in the same country going to state schools etc etc but the fact that they, they have a different skin color is what you're going to choose to focus on. That makes no sense. And like I said, look at children. Children do not see color. And they, I mean, if, if we all got like children, the world would be a much, much better place. Of course, when we talk about structurally, that is a bit different. In terms of recognizing that, for example, you know, maybe Muslim people wear hijab or they dress differently. I don't know, other people dress differently too. So... We want to make sure we're not, you know, saying, you know, everyone has to dress the same. That's not exactly what we're saying. But in terms of interpersonal relationships, there's no reason why, you know, you shouldn't, you know, just see everyone the same. I remember when I came to this country, you know, of course, you know, it's, it's a different, you know, I won't say culture shock because I wasn't phased or anything, you know, seeing a lot more white people. But I don't remember th walking around in school thinking, wow, everyone's so white. Oh, my God, I'm black. I'm different to them. It just didn't occur to me, you know, once we start, you know, I started making friends, getting along with people. You don't think of it, you know, in a hyper-visualized, you know, sensitive way of 
being, you know, incredibly aware of the color of your skin. And even, let's be honest, most of us don't think of ourselves in that way. Sometimes situations happen that make us reflect on the fact that, wow, okay, I am, you know, black and I have this, you know, these challenges or whatever, or these privileges, whatever it may be. But you don't walk around, you know, even within yourself thinking, oh my God, I'm black. I just have to look down at my skin. <laughs> I would like to remind myself. So why should we expect other people to think of us the same way? And I also know this is a weird analogy, but even look at dogs. Dogs get along with everyone. Do you think dogs think about, you know, whether that person is black or white and, you know, what their different, you know, personal, you know, situations and niches might be? Of course not. It's just, you know, you pet them, you treat them nicely and they like you. It's that simple. So I think it would be a lot more fruitful and harmonious for us to just, you know, do the same thing within ourselves. Of course, we can try and say, oh, you know, I want to, you know, acknowledge people's differences, whatever that, again, whatever that means. But that's just giving you more and more grounds to, you know, to build contention. You know, whereas when you're just, you know, treating people as an individual and the first thing you're noticing about them is not what they look like, you know, skin colour wise, because what's the relevance of that to the, you know, the things that actually matter, which is the personality, how they treat you, how, you know, if it's a work setting, how good they are at their job, you know, etc, etc. You know, you hire someone and, you know, they wear a hijab. What does that matter if, you know, they're good at their job, they get along with everyone? What What's the relevance of what they're wearing and their religion to you know to what they're doing for you know in in this situation right now none at all you know we have um i don't know sick people wearing a turban is that relevant at all to you know the academics their grades the, the anything like that how good they are at football you know whatever it is you know in terms of interpersonal relationships that they develop with other people i don't think so i don't think so it's not, it's not relevant there's no correlation so I understand that people, you know, more liberal people, they've always fought back against that phrase as some kind of, oh, I want you to see colour and acknowledge how different I am. No, you don't. You really, really don't. Because you have more of a chance of, you know, everything going pear-shaped and south than if people do just, you know, they're ambivalent. And, you know, that person is the same as me. I'm going to treat them the same way. You know? Even if I see someone that's black and the same colour as me, does that mean we're, you know, we're the same? We're going to have the same interests. We're going to get along just fine because we're the same colour. Of course not. That's, that, that doesn't have any any correlation with any of those things. So why should I, you know, why should I think the same thing of, you know, a white person? Oh, because they're white. You know, we might not get along. I have to recognise that they're white and recognise this and recognise that. What does that even mean? Like, like racial sensitivity causes or something just to interact with our fellow human beings. I think people have to rethink, you know, what they think about that. And I think with the examples I've given, it shows that, you know, we are more harmonious when we're not aware of, you know, our superficial. That's what the key thing to be important about, you know, colour differences is that they're entirely superficial. Just because, you know, some people that claim to have, you know, some kind of moronic genetic genetic superiority to people that have, you know, a different shade of skin to them doesn't mean we have to buy into it, you know, on the other end of the spectrum and start trying to otherize ourselves, you know, thinking we're doing something good. You know, the whole idea of racial science and eugenics is that it's completely stupid and, you know, not based in any any facts at all. Because genetically, you know, we do have, you know, differences in terms of skin colour, but that has no bearing on anything that actually matters. It's a completely superficial difference. So where, you know, on the one hand, what we really should be doing is mocking these 
so-called racists. I don't even want to call them that because, first of all, race is such a made-up concept. They just look silly believing in it. But we don't want to start, you know, believing in it in a different way in which we're now demanding some kind of, you know, hypersensitive and you know, extreme focus on something that, you know, is really just completely irrelevant. The key thing is to treat everyone, you know, with respect and the dignity that they deserve as a human being, as a living thing, as a person. And I think if you do that, you're going to, you know, it's just going to be natural to you to treat, you know, people of different, you know, whatever their differences are, to treat them fairly, you know. You shouldn't call, you know, a black person the N-word because, you know, you understand the history behind it, you understand the context, and that's, that's part of you treating them with respect. doesn't mean if you don't, just because you don't see colour, you're going to use such flippant and, you know, racially offensive stuff. You know, you're not going to walk up to, you know, a Muslim girl and, you know, try and pull a hijab off because you don't see colour, you don't see religion. Because you wouldn't do that to, you know, someone that's non-Muslim anyway. You wouldn't just walk up to someone and, you know, take their hat off or, you know, pull off a piece of their clothing, you know. So I don't agree with the notion that, you know, we have to, you know, be hyper-focused on these things to be able to treat people that are, you know, different from us with respect. Because, you know, you every day you meet people that are different from you in, you know, a myriad of ways. But, you know, so what? That's really what we'd be saying. So what? What about it? That doesn't really shouldn't have any bearing, you know, as a civilization on how well we can get along. And I think insofar as it has, you have racism, Islamophobia, you know, and all other types of bigotry that comes from, you know, humans just otherizing each other and, you know, etc, etc. The way to solve those things is not by them focusing on it and saying, I want you to focus on it, but I want you to love it. <laughs> the way to solve those things is by saying these differences are completely aesthetic and moronic because even within the people you think are in your same group, quote unquote, there are, you know, many, many differences. You know, maybe you have two white people that, you know, they're in the same, I don't know, KKK or whatever. Maybe one of them is wealthy and one of them is poor. So it's not like, you know, you, you guys are exactly the same. You know, there are very many differences. Maybe one of you has, you know, Italian origins and maybe someone of you has Hungarian origins. You know, that's another difference. So even within groups where we think we're in, you know, the same group, there's always going to be, you know, a myriad of differences. So trying to wrestle that back and create that, you know, that equitable society you're looking for that's free of racism and free of other forms of bigotry. I think we do that by, under, you know, appreciating everyone as an individual and not for, you know, their skin colour, which is, you know, a completely one of the most superficial differences humans share. So on that note, I will leave it there. If anyone has any objections, obviously what I've said, do feel free to message me using the proper channels, whichever that may be. Maybe it's Twitter or Snapchat, whatever it is, and you know, challenge me. I want someone to, you know, if you disagree, I wanna hear you out. Let me see if, you know. Maybe you make more sense than I do. So, um, yeah, let me know. And um, I'll speak to you guys next time.